Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back, Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you until 2 o'clock this afternoon. And then Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6. Busy hour, John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Coming up in about, oh, 10 minutes or so, we will talk to John. Look forward to that conversation as we do every week with John. We'll um, recap the Wisconsin game, look ahead to what's left on the schedule, probably do some basketball as well. And then John Walters, and likewise with John, we'll do some basketball with John a recap last week and look ahead to TCU. Trent, this this Big 12, and I do want to get your take on it, because I know we went to break. I asked you if you had one game that's standing out yeah. more than the other. I do want to hear that. I'm not trying to you know get an edge, by the way, in our little contest. Okay. I am just want to know if Because I have my best one. bet already. Oh, you do? I do. Well, they'll tell us. Well, you can if you'd I like. I can, because I'm ready for it. Lock it in now, because the spread might move. Well, let's stay right there, then. Um what conference is it in? It's in the Southeastern Conference. Ooh. It's a big game. Is it? Circled. Big game. All right. Is SEC it, is it, East. Is, is it a, is prime time? No? It is prime time. You're going to Kentucky? That's where I'm heading. Debo Samuel and the Gamecocks come roaring into town. They beat them, don't they? They do. Yeah, sad. I'm, I'm kind and you're of... getting a point and a half right now. Are Grab they really? The po- I mean... You're not going to need it. Grab the money line, in fact. Kentucky's been one of those teams. I've watched them twice. Well, I shouldn't say start to finish. I watched most of the second half of the Florida game mm-hmm. because I wanted to see them break history yes. or snap the long losing streak. And then um, Mississippi State this yes. past weekend because I picked Mississippi State. That was impressive. It was. They did. Betty Snell is a guy that we've known yep. the last couple of seasons. But the country doesn't. They're, they really never had a quarterback. Has Ahmad Wagner played at all, the former Hawkeye basketball player? Trent, that's a great point. There? I have not, or I've not heard. Somebody asked me that. In fact, we were watching the game out in Vegas, and the guy saw me in a Hawkeye shirt and asked, hey, is that basketball guy played for God? Did you, did you get many Go Hawks as you were walking up and down the strip or anything like I, that? I got quite a few, including, I don't know if you saw my tweet, Former Hawkeye basketball player Monterre Glasper. I saw. I did see that. Yeah. Stops me as I'm walking to the sports book in the casino. Uh-huh. He works in Vegas. Says he works next door. He had a couple of people with him. So what, next door to this hospitality. I don't know what he was doing hmm. for sure, but he had his name tag on it. it didn't say Monterre, but it said Glasper. So I he's talking about Iowa, and I said, "You wouldn't happen to be Monterre Glasper?" Yeah, yeah, because it didn't say it on his name tag. And we talked, and I told him my. Uh, my confirmation name was Montaire because I love the apostrophe in his name. It was the first time I ever saw that. He got a big kick out of it. I texted him the picture. Really good guy. So now you're buddies? We're, we're tight. Good. And uh, we're, we're on a campaign to get the Iowa basketball logo back. The old I basketball O-W-A with the exclamation point. I know that, that was the t-shirt I was wearing. I saw that. He wants to get that back. As do I. Mm-hmm. Me and Montero are on the same page. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, Kentucky stats on ESPN. Um, doesn't show him having a catch. Okay. So I, I don't know the answer. Right. I would like to think that if he's been playing, they've at least thrown the ball to him to see if he can catch it. I'm assuming sure. that. Look, they're a great story. But Maybe I'm, he's I'm redshirting this year, too. That's very possible. And he could play a little bit and still redshirt, as mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. Play up to four so games. that's your play of the... I really like that one. That that's one that certainly. I hope you're wrong. I mean, not not yeah, just because yeah. I want to win the cost. I like this Kentucky story. I do too. And it's Mark Stoops and mm-hmm. a Hawkeye, easy guy to root for. That it's difficult to win in football, as we've seen for well either of our lifetimes and pretty much anybody's lifetime. Yeah. 
but they gave him a little bit of leeway. They got up to was a good start last year, the year before, where they were like five and zero or six and one. They, and then fell it was a couple off. of years ago, I think. And then, and then they got beaten uh, Music City last year, right? Northwestern yes, picked them the, off. The, wild, the battle of the Wildcats. Yeah, battle of the Wildcats. Yes. Right when Clayton Thorson but they, got hurt. They gave him leeway, understanding you need more time at Kentucky. It's not going to be a two, three year turnaround. Might be five, six, seven years before you have that breakthrough moment. I still don't think they're there, but they're gaining. Well, they're, they're gaining on everybody but Georgia. Right. And and that's a huge difference. What Georgia's become <laughs> in the East. It has, yeah. Has taken that to another level. But he's done an incredibly smart job, I think, of tapping into that Ohio recruiting base. Is that where he's getting his players? He he's gotten a lot of four star players from there. Not the guys that are going to Ohio State, but the next tier and beating Iowa, Wisconsin, you know, that next tier, Michigan State of Big Ten teams. Saying you don't have to go far from home, mm-hmm. you can play SEC football. Mm-hmm. Pretty there's smart a, idea. From there's State. a former Wildcat making an impact on your team, uh, Danny Trevathan, former Wildcat. Yeah, he's having a nice year. Of course, Randall Cobb uh, with the Packers, etc. All right, we'll take a timeout. John Miller coming up next. HawkeyeNation.com. John Walter still to come. Trent and I till two seventeen hundred KBGG. High school football each and every Friday night right here on your home for high school sports. 1700 KBGG. Friday night starting at 7 o'clock. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, USC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Charles Esten. And when my daughter Addie was diagnosed with leukemia, it was the darkest day of our lives. But the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings light to that darkness. Light the Night walks are magical events of hope and illumination where thousands of patients, family, friends, and co-workers come together to raise money for the battle against blood cancers. My Addie is a survivor. Won't you join my grateful family and so many others in bringing light to the darkness of cancer at a Light the Night walk near you? Please visit LightTheNight.org. The Light the Night walk is Sunday, September the 30th at Principal Park. Registration starts at 530. The walk begins at 730. For more information, go to LLS.org backslash Iowa. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. I'm so happy. Fumble. Football's back. Fire up the grill and crack open a cold one because it's time to celebrate with an approved by Joe tailgate. Hey, Joe Clemens here from Capital City Motor Company. This month, bring me your old car and score the nicer, newer ride you've been fantasizing about for just $10 down. Sack your old car and start driving a nicer, newer car of your dreams. Has the ref thrown a flag on your past credit problems? My one and only for the people credit approval process is the game changer you've been waiting for. We huddle up with the banks and lenders and call the audibles to get you approved and back in the game. Guaranteed. Stop driving a car you hate and pump it and drive home a nicer newer car today for just 10 bucks down i'm throwing a hail mary to make my month and i need your help trade in your old car and drive for just 10 bucks down this is for a limited time so get in here and score before the clock runs out 
I'm Joe Clemens, and I'm your dealer for the people. Come see us at Capital City Motor Company in Des Moines on East University. One block off I-235 on the State Fair side. Call 265-1467 or online at ApprovedByJoe.com. ApprovedByJoe.com. www.approvedbyjoe.com. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. You ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia dash It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Kent Miller Show. Trent Conant and myself with you until 2 o'clock. John Walters, voice of the Cyclones, bottom of the hour. We will catch up with John. Right now is another John. He's John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com, and he joins the program. How are you, John Miller? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Doing fine, and I certainly don't speak for our friends at Cyclone Fanatic. I know we both have friends over there, but on their behalf, uh, I guess we should probably thank you for the 18-page thread <laughs> that has uh, continued to grow this week. And uh, your your name's in it, John. I'm sure you're aware of it. I promise you I'm actually not, so please enlighten me. Oh, it had to do with the comments that uh, Iowa was better than Wisconsin. Oh, no. okay. Yeah. I guess I could have guessed. No, I honestly, I, I have not been aware. I, I don't, I don't go to message boards. Not even those at Hawkeye Nation, frankly. Um, I've been there, done that, uh, worn the T-shirt, and no more. Not interested. <laughs> worn the, worn but but yeah, and, and, I, and I get it. I had I had some uh, I had some I had some Wisconsin fans coming at me on Twitter mm-hmm. on Saturday night and then Sunday morning, and I totally understand why. It's why it's like you know, it's not a big deal to me because I I would probably be feeling the same way. If you were on the other foot, 
or if I was just rubbernecking like Iowa State fans are wont to do. But I don't believe that this Wisconsin team is a better team than Iowa. Iowa did whatever Iowa did offensively what it wanted to through three quarters. They shot themselves in the foot time after time. Two possessions inside the 15, you get three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, two possessions that were taken away with fumbled punts, one of the worst turnovers you can possibly have. One of those, you would have been set up at the Wisconsin 45-yard line. Iowa beat Iowa. Now, mm-hmm. that said, Wisconsin, like the champions that they are, they answered the bell for one of their two, let's just call it real, they had two real touchdown drives in this game, two. Their first one, and then the one that they took the lead, the 10-play 86-yarder with you know a, a minute or so left in the game. That's the two drives. In between those two drives, there were like seven or eight possessions, and over half of them were four or five plays and outs. They did nothing with the ball. They punted every time otherwise. And Iowa's offense was moving it up and down the field. Iowa was averaging over eight yards per play through three quarters. They had more rushing yards than Wisconsin, more total yards than Wisconsin, more first downs than Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin put a championship one drive together at the end. Sorry. Iowa beat itself, and I still feel that way, and write up another 10 threads for all I care. And, John, I agree with you, by the way. Uh, everything you well, just said. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, no, See, I've not you. listened to anything this week. I just, you know what, I just put my head in my day job after I did the podcast. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to you know, fill my mind with other things right now. I don't want to think about this anymore. Well, uh, it, it's difficult to get past it because I, I feel the same way that you did. This was, it was a missed opportunity. There for the taking, boys. And when Iowa's had opportunities like this, they just haven't been able to break through like Wisconsin has. And I know this is something that has bothered you too, John, is when opportunities are there, Wisconsin takes advantage. And Iowa hasn't been able to do that really outside of 2015 over the last decade. No, they haven't. I don't know how many different years I've said this, and this is another one, is that when Iowa has had the opportunity to advance its brand, to, to climb the, up that little rung on the mountain, all too often, near, more often than not, far more often than not, they haven't. When Wisconsin's had that opportunity, they've done it nearly every damn time. And, yeah, I've got Wisconsin envy. I have no problem admitting it. Although, Ken, it does make me feel good to hear that you feel the same way I did about that mm-hmm. because I know that you don't have a dog in the fight. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, Iowa, if they win that game, they're ranked, they're yeah. buzzed. You, you get a free – you probably get a month or at least three yeah. weeks until the Penn State game worth of national buzz and mm-hmm. spotlight on your program. Boy, we didn't see Iowa coming there. Dark horse, there's somebody you have to remember. Nope, you lose that game. You're just the same old Iowa, page four B. You know, that's that's where your story is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're part of you're a part of the uh, Tuesday night ESPN playoff television show. Uh, when that debuts in October, you would have been a part of that in advance of the Penn State game. I'm with you, John, for a lot of reasons. So by week this week, they get a little bit of chance to lick their wounds before they get uh, take on a Minnesota team that got brought down to earth. They've got a ton of injuries there. I guess this is kind of broad picture, John, but there's still a lot of season to play for once they resume on October the 6th. Um, look, they're going to be way better, I think, record-wise than I thought, because I thought they were a seven-win team likely, maybe eight, if things break their way. They're certainly going to be better than that. Still lots to play for, John Miller, but the the likelihood of you know representing the West is probably off the table. 
all those things are true. And then on Sunday, that's probably that's where I found myself. But I, I basically said, you, you picked this team to be eight and four. You picked Wisconsin to win the whole Big Ten. You picked Wisconsin not to lose a game. You can't all of a sudden. I mean, I, I'm always a person that tries to, to justify expectations beforehand. And if uh, the reality doesn't meet expectations, well, that's shame on me. It's not shame on them. And I, I kind of lost my, my mind there a little bit. So, yes, I, I think this offense is actually pretty close. I think there were a lot of signs to be uh, excited about in that game against Wisconsin. This Wisconsin defense is nothing like what they've been in recent years, but they're still the best defense. Well, them and Iowa State, Iowa State had a really good defense, too, um, that, that Iowa's played. And Nate Stanley looked like the Nate Stanley we all thought we were going to get in 2018 for the better part of three and a half quarters. He had one one bad throw. Um, you know, he, he wound up with two, but the first bad throw he had was midway through the third quarter when he overthrew uh, a wide-open uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Hawkinson yeah. that they really, really, really needed that. Um, that that might have been the difference. Well, it's not fair to say that and put that on it. Anyway, signs that Stanley's arrow is moving up. Back to back, really good games for him. He look. Remember, we talked about the the forty fives and the seventy eight, the records and the RPMs. Mm-hmm. He's playing yep. too fast. He looked like a guy that was in pure command. His footwork was spectacular. He was just just Joe Cool in that game. So that was good to see. And in all but one of their remaining games, they're going to be the favorite. So, yeah, if Iowa can go like 10-2, and two, that's never and will never be a bad season for Iowa football. No doubt. No doubt. And even if they're favorites in all 10 of those games, it's difficult to win every game that you're favorite sure. in college football. And you certainly can't lament that. Looking forward, though, it is four of the next five on the road it doesn't matter, again, who you're playing. You play four at, look at Virginia Tech. They go to a terrible old Dominion team, and they lose this week. Four out of five on the road. Even taking Penn State out of the equation, take the other three. Can the Hawks go 3-0 and at Minnesota, at Indiana, and at Purdue? Yeah, I think they can. I think, you know, the minute, you know, sitting back in totality before the season, I felt for sure they would lose one of those games. Mm-hmm. But now the first one up is Minnesota. And, you know, they, they've lost the biggest playmaker on offense. Now their biggest playmaker on defense. Yep. And I just, I think I, this, this is a game where I think Iowa's defense is good enough to knock them out. Uh, that freshman quarterback is yet to face something like what's coming when Iowa goes up there. So, and that's the key thing, guys, in all these games. Iowa's defense, you know, it's like, you know, uh, baseball is the constant, Ray. Iowa's defense is going to be the constant the rest of the way. Did they look great against the best offensive line in college football? No. But, you know, they held their own. They, the, the lines of scrimmage, I thought, played to a draw that day. Uh, but the Wisconsin offensive line is so much better than anything they're going to face the rest of the year. It's all downhill for them. So the defense alone can win them that game. Uh, Maryland, the game at Indiana, Indiana always has a weird feel, always has. Even, back when, even in the 80s, it's just, you know, Chuck Hartley used to he called it Sleepy Bloomington before I heard anybody else call it Sleepy Bloomington, and it's difficult to get up in the pregame, etc. Right. But the game, the game at Purdue, that one I was feeling was a far more likely in the win column. But seeing what they did against Boston College last week and the physical runner that they have, that made me raise my eyebrows and reassess things. David Blau, they've obviously settled on their quarterback. Uh, their defense, I think, is still still suspect. I think Iowa's offensive line actually might be. I know Iowa's offensive line is playing better now than I thought that they would be this year. So 
Yeah, I think they can win all three of them. John, finishing up with a little basketball talk with you, and, and it's been such an interesting offseason. We were talking earlier just without the PTL. Not a whole lot of conversation, not getting those little nuggets here. We know this team has to be better defensively, but who's the X-factor player for you? Who's the guy that needs to take that next step forward for Iowa to take a step forward and at least be competitive in the Big Ten? My man, Jack, I mean, you're 6'11". You got wingspan like that, and you're a good shooter. You're arguably the best shot blocker on the team. I think Jack Nungy, if he can, if he has that freshman to sophomore jump that the good ones typically do, uh, or, or the people that wind up being good typically do, that's going to be a big deal because he can help you just as much, if not more, defensively than offensively. But he has to be a factor offensively to be on the floor defensively. So he's my big guy. But Joe Wieskamp's, and I mean, I don't know if you'd call him an X-factor or, or whatever. He's certainly not off the radar. He's probably better than I even thought he was going to be. So, and you know what? No PTL, off the radar all summer. You know, it's like the old adage. Everybody thinks their, their team's bye week comes at the perfect time. Well, that can't be right for everybody. Right. Um, yeah. I think. I think the PTL not having it this year and the basketball program being totally off the radar, if they, I, I think that that can turn out to be a good thing. But if they don't do well again, if they have another four or five win season again, then your buzz in the program's gone, then it would be bad. I will tell you after the year's over if it was good or bad. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to do it before. I'm not going to speculate. We, we, we all learned our lesson. <laughs> hey, John, we have 10 seconds left. Uh, do you have an opinion on the Big Ten East tilt this Saturday night? Ohio State goes to Happy Valley? Uh, I just love to see a lot of uh, diarrhea in that game so they would all suffer, their fans, <laughs> that is. There's no winners with Ohio State or Penn State play. I'm sorry, Ken. Gotcha. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Take care. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John Walters, Iowa State Conversation next. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to CompleteAutoWraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at CompleteAutoWraps.com. The Heritage Carousel will continue to be open to the public on Saturdays and Sundays through mid-October. The carousel opened in 1998 and rides for $0.50 cents for kids. Rides today are still just $0.50 cents for kids. For more information on times, days, and how to rent the carousel, please go to our website at heritagecarousel.org or find us on Facebook. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems, the right door, the right way. 
Touchdown! Don't miss out on tailgates and touchdowns because your cars broke down. Instead, call an Audible by calling Absolute Auto Repair, where we offer free loaner cars while yours is in the shop. At Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale, we get that when your car breaks down, your life is interrupted. That's why we offer loaner cars to keep your busy life moving. Absolute Auto Repair in Irvingdale on Hickman Road near Cobblestone Theater. Google Absolute Auto Repair Irvingdale. Absolute Auto Repair is a proud supporter of high school football. Touchdown! Absolute Auto Repair. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. 
back uh, as we continue on here. It's our final segment, a long segment. We will do a little tube talk before we get out of here. Uh, let's get the voice of Iowa State in here. The, uh, John Walters, he joins us. We're going to do a little basketball because basketball camp is underway. And Jamal Tinsley, one of the all-time greats, has announced his retirement from the game. Want to touch on that. But let's begin with football. John, how are you, first of all? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing fine. John, I'm can you sum up the just the mood around the campus last week? I guess culminating in the football game, and it's you know maybe it's unfair to to put a period after the football game, but just up until that point, it just seemed you know like from afar, um, really different than most weeks in the fall. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, very very somber and um, a time to reflect a little bit. I just think that it was a very difficult week for everybody, but um, I hope that the football game offered a little bit of therapy for a lot of people. Um, it was a really neat tribute, I thought, and it was cool to see the way the team came out with the, the Spanish flag and um, just walking out, not running out of the tunnel. You know, it was just right. a kind of a somber walk out, and um, I think it set the right tone for what everybody's mood was, but um, that was one of the most difficult weeks I've ever been around, Ken. I mean, that was that was just really, really tough. And, um, and you just can't explain stuff sometimes, but I think the thing you can do in a positive regard is look at what a person's life was all about and what she accomplished. And, I mean, my gosh, to come over here in the – a semester had already started. Three weeks into the semester, she comes over from Spain, gets handed a schedule and a, a lunch card, and says, "Here, you know, <laughs> go about your business." And you know, ends up three-time academic All Big Twelve and civil engineering major. I mean, just it's such a success story, and um, you know, it just it it just broke all of our hearts. I'm just going to put it that way. It broke our hearts, and um, so I thought the the way things were handled on Saturday was just really cool, and I hope that her family took a little comfort in seeing how loved she was here uh, in Ames. Do you think that there was an impact on the field? The game was odd, disjointed, the the mood in the crowd goes along with it. Do you think it, that carried over to the football field and what we saw for those 60 minutes? I, I suppose it's possible. I mean, I, it's hard to probably, you know, to separate the things. Um, but I... You know, I think Iowa State kind of just went about their business and figured out a way to get the job done against an Akron team that's probably not too bad, you know. And um, I, I, I was I was pleased with the victory. I think they did some good things, and um, there's obviously some room for, room for growth in some areas. But um, when you start looking at just getting a win by 13 points on your home field against, you know, getting your first win of the season, uh, sign me up. I'll, I'll take it and. And to hold another opponent, you know, under 20 points, it's amazing how often John Haycock's defenses have done that in the last couple of years. It's a really good sign going forward that they're going to be in a lot of football games because of that defense. And so I'm encouraged. Uh, yeah, I wanted to focus on the defense, John. I thought Jaquan Bailey was terrific. Um, I'll, I'll save him, but the the three guys, and as we talked about all offseason, you know, the safety's a concern. You graduate a couple of real good players at that position, and is that going to be the, you know, the weakest part of this defense in 2018? Then you see Greg Eisworth for five minutes against South Dakota State, and he's all over the field in the one series. And number 12 instantly catches your attention. And here comes Lawrence White. And Braxton Lewis, I thought, maybe had his best game uh, last week against Akron. Those three guys have really shored up that safety slash star position uh, in uh, Haycock secondary. 
They have. And when you throw in Mike Rose at linebacker, which was another big concern going into the season, Good point. you know, those areas that you had concerns about have really been strengths. And I think if you look at Coach Haycock's defense, one of the strengths of it has always been the ability of the safeties to tackle in the open field. And, and I think Eisworth and Lawrence White have, in particular have really shown a great ability to make open field tackles. I think Coach Campbell commented yesterday that White had either six or seven solo tackles um, you know, Ray Lima does so many things that get unnoticed that, that just kind of spread teams out offensively that, that take plays out of the comfort zone of where they want to run them, and it kind of runs stuff right into those safeties. And if they can come up and make plays and make good hits and be solid with their tackling, it really is an effective defense. And Marcel Spears and the linebackers, too, need to do the same thing. But we knew they would. Uh, I think you're right, Ken, in that you know, these unanswered questions are starting to get answered, and it's really – an encouraging answer because uh, Eisworth looks like a star. I mean, that guy, uh, he is, he's good in coverage. He's good uh, coming up and run support. And uh, he has just looked like he's a fit right from the word go. Mentioned uh, disjointed, and that's certainly been uh, something we've seen offensively, though Nolan's numbers have been very good. Montgomery goes over 100 yards. Just hasn't completely clicked, it feels like, yet for the offense. Is it as simple as what's happening up front and they just have to continue to get better with that offensive line? I think that's the biggest part of it, and they haven't started the same offensive line yet for consecutive games, and you know they probably won't this week either if Mueller returns and replaces Colin Olsen in that lineup, although Colin did a very nice job. They were really pleased with him, but um, you know, getting that continuity in that offensive line is such an important part of that equation, and they haven't really been able to do that yet, but I think as the season goes on, that line will get better and better. That's what we saw, you know, in the first couple of years that Matt Campbell's been here. That it, it takes a little while to get that uh, rolling the way you want it to look. But you know, obviously, disjointed is the way the season's been. I mean, when you go back to week one and you don't get that opportunity against South Dakota State, and now all of a sudden you're going into Iowa City and. You know, instead of maybe having Colin Newell as your starting center, you have to rethink things and put Julian Good Jones in there. You know, that trickle down effect from that South Dakota State game really lived on for a few weeks. And I think that uh, now you're finally seeing uh, a group that's uh, hopefully going to have a little bit of continuity to it that can create some running holes for David Montgomery because I thought they did open some decent holes for David in the last two games. And uh, he ran the ball like the David Montgomery we're used to seeing. Johnny Lang had a couple of good runs. Canadian Wangu, I think, is very capable. So I think that's an area that's going to grow as the season goes on. But, yeah, that's certainly the area that you're, you're hoping to see uh, grow because if it does, uh, you know, this needs to be an offense probably in Big 12 conference play that's averaging 30, 33 points a game to really have a great chance for success. And they're not there yet, but I think they're inching in that direction. John, I want to, my final football, because as, as I mentioned, I do want to talk some basketball. Trent, if you've got football, chime in after this. But, uh, you know, just the conference overall, John, what, what we know here as we head into, well, for most teams, their uh, fifth game of the season. Um, you know, look, TCU, I thought, played Ohio State really, really well with the exception of a couple of minutes in the third quarter. I think Texas Tech is an unbelievable surprise. West Virginia's defense may be a little bit better. Baylor's got a quarterback as Tom Herman got Texas uh, finally on the upswing. Boise State got clobbered by the Cowboys and then they looked uh, pedestrian last week. This conference from top to bottom, John, um, well, it's it's kind of what we thought it was going to be other than maybe Oklahoma not being head and shoulders above everybody. It's tough. 
Yeah, just buckle up. I mean, it's going to be a wild ride, and and there's going to be games like that. I agree with you, Ken. That Texas Tech Oklahoma State game completely stunned me. Uh, not not just for Texas Tech to win it, but to win it by that margin in Stillwater, uh, that was amazing. And you know, we we saw Texas Tech look not very good against Ole Miss, you know, to start the season, and then you know they've gotten a few things figured out there. It appears so. Yeah, it's just going to be a fun ride. I mean, you're gonna. You're going to have some unpredictable results from week to week. You know, Kansas was looking better. All of a sudden, Baylor really put it to them. Uh, I, I, I agree with you about West Virginia and how strong they've looked early in the season. And Texas certainly looks athletic. And, um, you know, I, I think that defense is really flying around and is going to make them a tough team to beat as well. So it, it's going to be a great race. Uh, you know, you, you hope to win on your home field and then win your share on the road. And, um, but I, I just look forward to seeing upsets just about every week in this race. John, uh, to basketball, I want to start with Jamal Tinsley, who had a just uh, an unbelievable couple of years at Iowa State. Came back for his senior year, part of that team that lost in the uh, uh, in the Elite Eight. Um, and, you know, and then obviously the Hampton game didn't go their way, but just an era of Iowa State basketball, quite frankly, that uh, that, that Cyclones will, will never forget. A terrific career in the NBA. Saw him back this uh, summer, at least saw the pictures uh, this summer uh, at the alumni event that uh, Coach Prohm um, has been, I think, um, instrumental in getting these guys to come back to their alma mater and to get together at some point. A, how do you remember his career? And um, Jamal Tinsley looks like he's uh, openly embracing uh, his college. Yeah, that's great to see. It was so fun to see him when he came back for the reunion. And I had a chance to sit down with him for about six, seven minutes and do an interview with him. And that was really enjoyable. And, uh, boy, so many great memories come flooding back to his two years at Iowa State. Number one, never losing to Kansas. I mean, how many guys can say that? You know, number two, never losing on his home floor. The guy never lost in Hilton Coliseum. Back to back Big 12 championships. I mean, he and Cantrell Horton made a, a terrific backcourt duo. And Jamal was so special with the basketball in his hands. I just don't know that I've ever seen another guard, uh, certainly not at Iowa State, that. Uh, that that ball is just on a string, and he could do just about anything he wanted with it, and um, and had a flair for the dramatic too, which made it fun. You know, he he had a little flair to his game where he dribble it between a guy's legs, or you know, do the curly kneel slide on the floor and and get back up and keep going, and um, just so much fun to watch. I, I think that was the biggest thing that I take away. And he did have a great NBA career. I think it was 14 years long, and um, he looked fantastic when he came back. It was great to see him. He just, he, he, I think he's in better shape now than he was when he played here. Amazing. To be honest, he looks terrific. And so uh, happy for him that he's uh, making this decision and moving on to another chapter in his life. But um, I don't know that there's been a more gifted player to come through Hilton Coliseum than that guy. To the here and now, John, and uh, this team expectations certainly raised after missing the NCAA tournament a year ago and all the talent that they returned. Cam Lard, we've talked about him a lot coming back after being in the wellness program this summer. Another guy that was away from the team, though, for a while, Nick Weiler-Babb, coming off the injuries that he went through a season ago at the internship this summer. What are you hearing uh, from Weiler-Babb and his importance to this team now as a senior? I think he's a really important part of this team going forward. Um, you know, if Nick is playing at the level that he was before he got hurt last year, you look at that stretch that Iowa State was playing some really good basketball, even as young as they were a year ago, um, when they went down and won that tournament and then came back and, and won, I think, seven, eight straight games in a row. 
and Nick was playing at a very, very high level, getting almost a triple-double every night. And, you know, I think he's an instrumental part of what they want to do. And a good leader, too. I, you know, I, I love the fact that he's taking Cam under his wing and wants to room with him and, and keep an eye on him and, and help him to make good decisions. That's that's leadership. You love seeing that. And, um, you know, Nick's a really talented player. I mean, there aren't many guys with his skill set, so... Um, and, I, and I think he'll be really good for uh, Tyrese Halliburton as he develops and, and becomes um, a bigger and bigger factor as the season goes on at that point guard position. But a good mentor to have for sure for a lot of guys on that team. And uh, if Nick's playing at that level that he was early last season, uh, he could have a really great senior year. Well, it wouldn't be an Iowa State basketball roster with if it didn't have a couple of fine Canadian lads uh, on that <laughs> roster, and there's a couple of them, and they're both going to play huge roles. Lindell Wigington is back, and we finally get to see Mariel Shayok uh, in a Cyclone uniform. Last time we saw him was playing against the Cyclones in Chicago at the Sweet 16. Um, so, John, I guess the both transferred. I'll, I'll put uh, uh, young Jacobson, Michael Jacobson, in there, who I'm looking forward to seeing because I thought his uh, progress at Nebraska, you could see it. And admittedly, I'm friends with his mom and dad, so maybe a little biased. I don't think so. I think he's going to have a big role in his next couple of years. How about Jacobson and Shayok and their role this year? Yeah, I think the just the experience that they bring to the table and the leadership. You know, I, I think with Mariel Shayok, um, he's a guy who has won at a high, high level at Virginia, and he comes in with a mentality of I don't really care what my stats are. I want to win and. There's a way you go about things and a way you do things to win. And he tried to make some impact in that regard a year ago, but that's really hard to do when you're sitting out as a red shirt. But this year I think he will be, uh, if not the leader, certainly one of the leaders of this basketball team, just with his focus on getting in that W column on a nightly basis. And uh, whatever it takes, defensively, offensively, I, I think he's going to be a great, great leader for this team. Michael Jacobson, too, tons of experience. You know, that's what I love. You know, you, you looked at last year's team, and I think the number was eight, the number of returning starts from the year before. And those were all Solomon Young, okay? And then now now that number, I think, is in the neighborhood of 170 returning starts when you count Wigginton and Weiler Babb and the guys that started a year ago, Lard, and then you throw in the starts that Jacobson had at Nebraska and Shayok had at Virginia. And you've got a far more experienced team and some really good, talented young guys. So I think there's every reason to be excited about this team, and those guys are right at the heart of it. And I'm doing a story right now on Lindell Wigginton. I'm just really excited about how excited Coach Prome is about the way Lindell's come back. Um, you know, he's the leading returning scorer in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, he is a really talented player. But, um, you know, he, he needs to be focused on that win column, too. And, and I think that's where... Coach Prohm's tried to get in his head that, hey, uh, this season just win and all the other stuff's going to take care of itself. Where you fall in the draft, what your uh, All-American honors and things like that are, that's all dependent on how much you win. And so I think Lindell's come back with a really good mindset. He went to the Chris Paul camp and the Nike Elite camp, and he went to a symposium out in Washington, D.C. for elite student-athletes that the NCAA did. And I just think he's come back with a different maturity. Uh, he, he's really excited about this year, and uh, I'm excited to watch him play. John, final thing. I uh, was calling a volleyball match last night with Aikeny Centennial, and Danielle Robinson's daughter is unbelievable for the Jaguars <laughs> of Aikeny Centennial. Yeah. Yet she's going to Wisconsin. 
Come on, coach. Can't get that girl up in Ames and play for that great volleyball program? <laughs> yeah, and Wisconsin has a great program, too. You know, that's where Christy Johnson-Lynch came from to Iowa State. She was an assistant up at Wisconsin and, and came down here from there. But, uh, yeah, I've heard tremendous things about how good she is. And uh, I, I, she's going to an elite program. There's no doubt about that. But uh, would have loved to have seen her in a Cyclone uniform. But D-Rob's got some other kids on the way, too, don't forget. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, that, that's not over yet. Uh, is it over yet for the Cubs, John? Or I mean, I don't think it's no. not over. But uh, that wild card hosting that wild card is is all of a sudden now not off the table. Yeah, you got to make it interesting, right, Ken? I mean, Love you it. just you know, you, you know, it's this is a this is going to be a fun uh, week here uh, to yeah. to see how this all plays out. But um, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking, no doubt about that. But. Uh, Hey, better to be in this position than what most years were, which was, uh, you know, look how are the Bears doing, you know, and, that and wasn't not worrying about the coach. That was the the place you want to look either, because a lot of years you weren't <laughs> You're right. There. You're right. Uh, but you've got uh, the best player, defensive player in the game now, patrolling that uh, linebacker. Well, Kalumak is something. John, great to talk to you. I look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, John Walters. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Great Appreciate to talk it. To you. John Walters, uh, voice of Iowa State. Uh, a Bears fan, a Cubs fan. Let's start with the Cubs. Uh, you know, it's good tonight, too, because Cardinals and Brewers, they're the 6 o'clock start. Oh. ESPN's got that game. So they're the early. Now, I'm, I'm sure, look, I'm going to be watching, Brian, listening to Brian Anderson. There you go. 669, right? 669 it? on DirecTV. You get the Brewers feed, uh, which I spent a lot of time watching last night, as we talked about earlier. Uh, as they, um, they had a little trouble in the fifth inning, but it got a huge double play ball to, to thwart the Cardinals' rally, and then were able to hang on. But this race, Trent, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, look, the Brewers get the Tigers for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And as DeShay pointed out, and rightly so in the broadcast last night, Brewers don't have to play Thursday. Craig Council and company can set that bullpen up for the weekend. And you know what that bullpen is to the Brewers. Lights out. And it's the lifeblood of them. And Mm -hmm. that's why they're such an intriguing team. Well, Yelich is pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) MVP. I think so. I think he's surpassed uh, Javi right now. Yeah. I'm with you. Crazy how quickly things yeah, it is. And what you do in September mm-hmm. matters. It does matter. There's yep. no doubt. And especially if this team wins the division, a $90 million payroll against a $190 million That's payroll. Something. And uh, if they overtake the Cubs, I don't think there's any doubt Christian Yelich will be the guy. Tonight, Shasin is okay. Yes, he is. He'll, he'll, he's all right, Trent. I agree with you. John Gant, though, for the Cardinals, inconsistent, I think, mm-hmm. is probably the right term there. I, Looks like Advantage Brewers again. I think it is Advantage Brewers again. All right, let's go to the north side in Quintana, who did not look good against his former team, the White Sox. When was that, Friday? I think it was Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got beat. They got crushed in that game. The offense has been non-existent. Uh, For whatever reason, the Pittsburgh Pirate pitchers have their number, 50-something innings, five runs, all of them via solo home run. Um, So the Cubs' bat have been fast asleep, as we talked about Cappy earlier, or with Cappy earlier. What do you think tonight? What happens tonight? Nova's been pretty good lately. Brewers, we wake up tomorrow. We reconvene at noon. I wouldn't be surprised, Trent. They're in first place with the day off. With the day off. And worst case scenario, they go into the weekend all tied. Mm -hmm. Well, the Cubs have the season series against them, so they do have that in their favor. They won, I think, what did they win? 11 out of 19, something like that. I think they were 11 and 8. Okay. 10 and 9, 11 and 8 rings a bell. But anyways, they've got the tiebreaker, should it come to that. 
But uh, fascinating theater, and it falls on the right night of the week for us. Yes, it Because does. tomorrow it's all about Rams and the Vikings. Tim Yotter's going to be here tomorrow to preview that game. And uh, we look forward to that. That's Look, Fox spent a lot of money for the Thursday package. This is where you can find it now until the middle of December, uh, until it goes back to NFL Network and the games, uh, at least the magnitude, at least you would think when the schedule came out, uh, kind of, uh, well, lightens up significantly. But Fox, the games that they have, these are prime timers, Trent, and we've got one tomorrow. Maybe the two best teams in the NFC. I don't think there's any doubt right now. Maybe Chiefs fans would argue. No, they wouldn't. They, then they... They look at the defensive side of the yes. ball and they quickly get brought back to reality. Two most talented rosters, I believe. Yeah, okay. One through 45. Yeah. Game day roster, one through 45. I think the okay. Eagles is up there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think these two, just the number of guys that they can throw at. And they built with, I mean, there's warts and you know, how are the Rams going to respond? Two cornerbacks down? Yeah. Well, Peter says he's going to try and play. And as of, you know, we're getting off the air here at 2 o'clock, that's still delays. I find that hard to believe. I'm right there with you. And what what did they say, four to six weeks? For Tlaib, yeah. Tlaib? Yeah. That's the that's best-case scenario. Right. I mean, he's undergoing surgery. It's high ankle sprain. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Kirk Cousins got to get this team going. Yes. You know, and as we look back to last week, and just the mind-numbing, what is wrong with these Vikings? They're sleepwalking uh, through this thing. The Griffin thing had to play a significant role. I don't think there's any question about it. It's not just a guy that... You know, Taking going, a spot on the roster, this is yeah, a guy. Th- this is an impact yes. player. That's a big part of what they do defensively. And have done. And you couple that with, just, he didn't get in trouble. He didn't He didn't get an OWI. Mm-hmm. This is a lot deeper than that, and... The, the breaking into a Trey Wayne's home. Yep, yep. There, there's so many layers to this. It's just not as simple as, oh, look at that moron. I mean, right. I mean, how many guys have been on teams that have been, you know, one of their leaders have been told to stay away. Right. Not for anything at that point criminally than they've done. Mm-hmm. This guy's got a mental issue. And everybody wants the best for him, and the best thing is for him not to be around the team or the game, and just to get well if possible. Because who knows where this was going to, how this was going to end. And this is probably a good thing for them to actually have a Thursday game, a quick turnaround. Well, probably that's a good point, it, and to do it on the road. Uh huh. Good point. You you would obviously rather any Thursday night game. You get mm-hmm. it at home. It's such an advantage, and there's there's so many numbers out there about just the quick turnaround, especially for traveling teams, how difficult it is and teams traveling two time zones, there's an mm. against-the-spread number about that. I think this is a good thing for the Vikings. I think they play well. And they, they left yesterday. Yeah. I mean, they they left, uh, I think, right around dinner time. They're there. Uh, so we'll see. Of course, we've got the game tomorrow. Uh, do we know? We're, we're joining in progress, correct? Because the Panthers play early tomorrow? 6 o'clock against Ryan Boyle and the Sycamores of Indiana State. Whoa, why 6 o'clock? Is well, it... it's 7 o'clock out there in Indiana. Oh, of course, the time zone change. So yep. that's that's the reason for that. So I would guess the 665 overflow channels normally have those MVC games. Hopefully we'll be able to get that. We'll check Well, let me know how it TV. turns out because I'll be watching. 6 o'clock, you're not going to flip it on? Well, what time do the Cubs play tomorrow? Ooh, Cubs play tomorrow. Oh, that's an afternoon tilt. Ah. No, I'm, I'm mistaken. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is a 7.05. Friday's an afternoon tilt against the Cardinals. Gotcha. They'll finish up the four-gamer against the Pirates uh, tomorrow at 7.05. John Lester on the mound for the Cubs. Yeah, I guess maybe for an hour. Yeah. Get they are. They do play here. Right. We do like to talk to Gary Ryman, maybe more so in basketball season. But in, And Boyle. 
and got, Ryan Boyle. You got the Boyle angle. Yeah, who I talked to and actually interviewed at the Rose Bowl. Oh, that's he right. He was a freshman, but yeah. it was he was the Rose Bowl. Uh, I, despite Iowa's rules, mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl's rules were if anybody's if you're on that roster, you media you can go talk to him, mm-hmm. despite what the school says. So talk to Ryan Boyle out there um, from whatever the hotel was at. Uh, during Rose Bowl week. All right, you and Jimmy B today, you've got a full show today. Do you have a co-host today? Uh, he'll stop by for a segment. Jimmy uh-huh, B will uh-huh. be in for a segment today. We'll also have Rob Howe dropping by from HawkeyeNation.com. Plenty on the Hawkeyes, our final kind of look back He did a things. nice piece on the basketball, by the way. Oh, and I'm looking forward to talking about mm-hmm. that because, Ken, without the primetime league this summer, May, do we go too far sometimes with summer league basketball? Yes. No, but we get to know a nugget or two right, usually, right. right? And we're getting through the summer. And it's, we didn't get that content uh-huh. this summer. I feel like I have no feeling with this basketball team at all. Now, we had a good feeling last year. Yeah, we were dead wrong. Right. But no feeling at all. And you know, with Luca Garza and that situation mm-hmm. out six weeks with the removal of the cyst, you have that happening. I don't, difficult to get a read, so I'm excited to talk to Rob about that. Mark Simon's also going to be stopping by, formerly of ESPN. We'll get ready for Wednesday night baseball, and I look forward here to the final four or five games, depending on the squads, and the finale of the regular season. Should be good. I know he'll come your way probably in the 5 o'clock hour. Still working on a time with Mark. All right, good stuff. Uh, Jimmy B, GC, get you home today from 4 until 6. Trent and I are back tomorrow. Mark Morehouse is part of the program. I look forward to speaking with Mark. And again, Tim Yodern will fill in the other gaps before we get out of here, too. And Mitch Holtis will be back. Oh, of course. 105. It's Sipple Day, too. Oh, yes. A busy Thursday. All coming together nicely. I'm excited to talk to Sip. I bet you are. Uh, You'll have to wait until tomorrow. Less than 24 hours. (laughs) Tee it up. Indeed. Uh, We look uh, forward to Sipple on a weekly basis throughout the season. Uh, Until then, I appreciate you being here with us, all of our guests on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6. Talk tomorrow at noon. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Build your business. At Sinorama of Ribbondale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Ribbondale. 
the way to grow your business. 3368 100 Street in Urbandale and online at Sinorama.com slash IA-Urbandale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. ABC Tonight. It's the series premiere of the new comedy, Single Parents. We just try and survive until a time in the day when it's appropriate to open wine. It's being called hilarious with a talented ensemble. They're my village. Easily the funniest new sitcom of the fall. You heard him. Starring Leighton Meester, Taryn Killer, Kimmy Lewis, Jake Choi, and Brad Garrett. My girls, remember I love one of you slightly more than the other. That helps keep them on their toes. The series premiere of Single Parents.